Hey. Hello. I'm Adam the Flop. I'm Patty Pop Culture. <laughs> and we are the, the main, main Pop, Pop Boys. Boys. <laughs> we have a lot to discuss today. We're going to talk a little bit about the biggest news of this week. And then we're going to get into a little discussion about who we think are going to be the next main pop girls or who have the potential to be a main pop girl. Yeah, I'm excited for that part of the show. So stick around until then, because we're going to talk about how there is a main pop girl deficit in the world and mm-hmm. we need some more, especially going into this new year. Who could be the new main pop girls? Why aren't there any? Is it the t- is it the talent's fault? Is it the record label's fault? We're going to get into it. So excited about that convo. But let's definitely start with this news of the week because I feel like we kind of think differently about it, which is interesting. But Taylor Swift announced that she has a new album coming out, The Tortured Poets Department. And she announced it when she won Best Pop Vocal Album at the Grammys. How do you feel about it? Her announcing it at the <clears throat> award show. Um, I initially, like watching the show, I was so excited. I love an artist who is a showman and wants to give us the live announcement. Don't just put it on Instagram for us to react to with a like. Mm-hmm. Put it, do it at the award show so we can react with a screen. Like it's it's fun and I think it's appropriate. But you and a lot of other haters have a different opinion. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a hater when she did that because when she announced it, I definitely did scream a bit in my seat. I was like, <laughs> woo! <Yeah>. However. <laughs> I think that it would have been so much more iconic if Taylor announced her new album at her Tokyo show of the Eras tour. And the reason why I think this would would have been iconic is because so many Swifties were expecting her to announce something at the Grammys because she's changed her profile picture to black and white. Mm. So they were like, oh shit, something's coming. And so imagine her going to the Grammys, winning the awards, not announcing anything. The Swifties would have gone to bed upset. They would have woken up in the morning pissed. But then they go on their phones and see that she announced her new album overnight in Tokyo. This would be the U.S. Swifties, of course, because, yeah. you know. Yeah, usually the U.S. Swifties get everything. So yeah. it would be cool to do like an overseas thing. Yeah. Because I know overseas fans always say they want um, like more content and more yeah. in-person moments. So I get that. She could have like teased it a bit at the Grammys because mm-hmm. I think everyone was expecting it. So she could have like did one of her pauses and act like she was about to announce something, but then not. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was super cool. I know a lot of people described her as the girl who, uh, the girl who announces her engagement at someone else's wedding because yeah. she tries to make it all about herself. <laughs> Do you feel like that? Honestly, when she announced it and I saw like the other people in the crowd, they showed Miley like smiling, <laughs> clapping Olivia. They were like, like you could tell they were just like over it. <laughs> yeah. And that's not necessarily how I felt, but I get why they felt that way. Because it's just like, oh, like another announcement of your album. Like, congrats. I mean, it's one thing if she announces it at the VMAs, which she's done when she announced Midnight's. And, you know, it's the VMAs. But the Grammys are when, like, everybody goes to it, you know? So, I don't know. It's not like I'm hating her for it, but I definitely understand why celebrities would feel, like, over it. I guess so. I guess... Maybe she should have done it at the end of the night because Taylor wasn't necessarily sure if it was her night yet. Mm-hmm. I feel like she should have did it during album of the year if she was going to yeah. announce it. Because I think when people were like, she's making it her night, I get why maybe the celebrities would be like, oh my God, sit down. Like we're, we are, we're all still on edge. Like we yeah. haven't performed yet. We haven't even like found it if we won yet. We don't even know if you won 
four out of the five you're nominated for yet. Yeah. So maybe it was like slightly misplaced, but I don't feel the need to like hyper scrutinize and put everything she does under a microscope. I think her intentions are always so good and simply just for like feeding the fans. For I sure. don't think she was loyal to the celebrities in the room. Obviously, Olivia was clapping like that because the <laughs> like the PR like snipers yeah. were up there, and she had to have the pageant queen smile on her face. Miley's eyes were taped open the whole time she was at that awards show, so like of course she was about to be like <laughs> she was bright eyed and bushy tail <laughs> yeah, the whole time. Ed Sheeran looked like slightly over it, but that's because he tried to do the Evermore thing and it didn't really go well for him. Yeah, so. he did look over it, which is interesting because he, he looked he, the most over yeah, it. No, he did. He looked over to his friend, like giving a side eye. But he like, he, like leaned down like he was so over it. He's probably just I mean, bitter. he and Taylor are like BFFs, though. So it's weird how he would be bitter about it. But he did try what she did and he didn't really succeed with it. So he's probably a little bit bitter. Love subtract, though. Yeah. <laughs> stream so yeah i don't think it's valid for anyone to complain about that um yeah so if you complain about that go complain to the wall yeah it is i feel like what made me feel weird about it is because it was sort of like early on in the show and like i don't know i was like maybe she'll announce it if she wins album of the year so she said at her tokyo show that if she didn't win the grammy that's what if that's mm. what she would have done mm. but maybe she should have done that if she didn't win album of the year but I don't know. I'm happy for her. I'm happy that we have an album coming out for sure. Same. But that's so it's so interesting how there's like a Post Malone feature, how there's a Florence and the Machine feature. Like we really don't Megan know what Trainer this feature. Megan Trainer feature. <laughs> Ava Max feature. Yeah, she she's really bringing in all the up and coming pop girls on this album. For people who are listening and don't know, they are not on that album. <laughs> she's just trying to give them a spotlight. Yeah. yeah. She's doing some <laughs> some charity work. But, um do you think so? This comes out April nineteenth. Mm -hmm. The tracklist was super cool. Did you do you have a song that that you claim that stood out to you? What was the daddy one? It was like I'm sorry, daddy, I love him. <laughs> what was it called? <laughs> but daddy, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> you, you were like the, the daddy, the daddy one. one. <laughs> the daddy one. <laughs> the yeah. <so> you. <laughs> but it's interesting because she says she's been working on it for the past two years. So she was working I on know. it while she was still with Joe Alwyn. I know. And so I wonder if it sort of describes, you know, there's songs about him when she was loving him. And it sort of me, it could describe, I guess, their journey of them being in love and then falling out of love, breaking up. I don't know. She kind of confused me a bit because she said, I've been keeping this secret from you for two years. So to me, that sounds like she she's had the album for two years. It's been done. Yeah. But then she said, I started working on it after I turned in Midnight's. And she turned in Midnight's like a year, less than a year and a half ago. So I was like, well, she put it out less than a year and a half ago. Oh. I don't know how long Midnight's was done before it came out, but I was like, what is the timeline here? I don't know what exactly we're going to get. Because if she, it was done two years ago, it's just going to be a Jover album, which I would love. But if it was done sometime around when Midnight's was rolling out and stuff, we could get a Maddie Healy song. There's a song in the album called But I Can Fix Him. I was like, maybe oh, that's the Maddie Healy thing, like the bad reputation. Maybe she can be the one to fix him. Maybe we'll get a Travis song if it was being written as Midnight's was being put out and he was like trying to court her and stuff. We like, I think it'd be cool if it was like a Jover album and then there's like some like stupid pop songs about like Maddie Healy because it was never that deep. Maybe some more sad songs about Joe and then it'd be cool if it would end with like a begin again moment. Yeah. Like how Red ended. It was like depressing and then she like watched Love Begin Again at the end of the album. Yeah. 
that'd be so cool if we got like a Travis song at the end. It would be it would be very like 2016 of her, you know, when she was in a relationship with Calvin Harris, but then Clearly met Joe did. Alwyn, was dating Tom Hiddleston, and then dated Joe Alwyn. So something like yeah. that where it tells the story of like being with someone, but then there being an in-between moment before you find the one that you're committed to, which is obviously her and Travis right now. But Yeah, I'm yeah. very excited though. Um, do you? So it comes out April 19th. I was thinking like, okay, that won't hinder Ariana's drop because that's March 8th. Billie Eilish said she's going to drop after Ariana. So like, is this going to hinder? Mm-hmm. Billie's drop, maybe the celebrities were mad because like she's not getting off their necks. Honestly, we just need to be glad that Ariana's dropping before. Because imagine Ariana dropping even like a week after Taylor or two weeks after Taylor. Taylor would probably still be at number one. Oh, for sure. And so we're we definitely... like clear the month. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Especially for like the smaller artists. Oh my gosh. But um, yeah, I feel like Ariana has a chance of like staying in the top 10 for a while. Probably like three or four weeks. You think so? Not longer? Um, I think her only album to do longer than that was Thank You Next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it'll be interesting because we're not getting any singles, any more singles before she puts out the album. I know. And I don't know necessarily. I think, I think Ariana not putting any singles out before the album aside from yes and is smart if she wants to become an albums artist which she kind of is already but she's more well known for her big radio hits and stuff but i think if she wants to be taken more seriously as an albums artist that's a good idea but if she wants to hit this era i don't really know yeah i i mean i guess as she goes into like a new chapter of her career like the next decade of it all Mm -hmm. like maybe she would want to be taken more seriously as an albums artist I think Positions like really holds up for me and I really like it because the album tracks are stronger than I think a few of the other albums were. Yeah. So I hope she's like, and with Thank You Next. So I hope she does continue down that path. Like it's a whole package. For sure. I'm excited about that. Have you ordered any of the vinyls or pre-ordered any of the, the vinyls yet? Mm-mm. I don't know. I want to, but I don't know how I feel about the album cover arts. I want to, I'm waiting for her to announce the last one because I'm hoping maybe it's the best one, but. Is she actually, so she's, She's announced like six album covers. Yeah. Is she selling a vinyl with each one? I think so. That's crazy. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's Have you liked than... any of them? Yeah. I love the one where it's her leaning on herself with the blonde pony. Oh, see, I don't know how I feel about that one, but I love the one where she's like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. She's like that. <laughs> I thought that one was so cute. Yeah. I think that one's cute. I don't like the the new one where all the like. Yeah. NPC reactions like just like 12 different versions of like her doing a weird pose people are making memes that she has to like pee and that's why she's posing like that standing like that yeah I don't know what she's doing I I'm I'm not nervous she always delivers something but I don't know we'll we'll see how it goes yeah I'm excited Camila's dropping soon she she debuted her blonde hair Camila is starting a new era she has blonde hair now and I'm so excited. Have you heard the snippet? No. Oh, my God. The one that she posted, the video where she kind of revealed her blonde hair. There was a snippet playing in the background, and it's very Charlie XCX coded. If you've heard Charlie's album, How How I'm Feeling Now, I feel like that was the inspiration for this sound that Camila's going for, at least like from that snippet. But it'll be interesting because she's always sort of been very like 
mainstream focused i feel totally so it'll be interesting to see her kind of go like the experimental route i know that will be interesting because she can do both she really does have that like voice that could be suited for like a hyper pop song for sure she has a very unique voice similar to charlie xcx where you can do like very different things production wise with that type of voice yeah and so i don't know i feel like hopefully this will be the album to like get her a sh- like she has a strong base or strong fan base already but hopefully this will be the era to get her more like dedicated yeah fans and especially like gays supporting her yeah these these days you need the gays on your side because- i feel like all the gays hate her every time i tell a gay that i stand camila cabello i get mm-hmm. so much hate mm-hmm. no camila i don't know if we were talking about this on the last episode we did on my podcast but like camila's in the pr sunken place mm-hmm. she will never get out of it ever yeah. yeah and that's why she has to like deliver with this era mm-hmm. and she needs to get the people to love her i'm i'm nervous for her because I, I love her so much and i'm really interested to see what she's going to do next um like i'm, I'm on the edge of my fucking seat yeah so on patty's podcast episode that we did together go stream it on his podcast pop culture university we talked a lot about pop girls who we all know them, they're main pop girls, but they have a strong chance of losing their title as a main pop girl. They're on the chopping block. They're on the chopping block is what <laughs> we described it as. And so we talked about Camila. We love her. We're not sure about her next era. We talked about Lizzo. I, I feel like another artist we could have talked about was Halsey. Because She's gotten the chop. <laughs> no yeah. shade to Halsey, but I watched her career dissolve and it was fascinating. Oh my gosh, T, what she said about Iggy. Why would she say that about Iggy and then the same thing happens to her? Joining in on the hate exactly. wagon. But she's obviously like such a big artist, but her last big hit was Without Me like five years ago, six years ago. That was inescapable too. Good yeah. So who knows? I feel like she's definitely someone who, I don't know if she'll have a hit again. She'll obviously remain a-list but yeah yeah she's definitely like made a huge mark and i do like halsey more than i maybe did when closer came out i just feel like closer was gonna make me ram my head through a wall if i heard it one more time in 2016 yeah so but i recently found out that halsey doesn't like that song and she doesn't perform it anymore so i'm like respect you're like oh i stand her now (laughs) yeah no i stand her because i really do love a lot of her other songs but i just so it's like associated her with that. A lot of artists are on this new wagon of like, I'm not performing my old hit because that's not me anymore. Yeah. I don't need to. It's interesting because I feel like although artists have these big mainstream hits, when they're too mainstream, they sort of ruin their image because yeah. they get so overplayed and then they only associate them with that song. Like Halsey, yeah. so many people just associate her with Closer. With Camila, they associate her with Havana and Senorita, even though she has so many other great songs than I that. Know. You know, with Sean Mendez, I feel like he's associated with like his radio hits only. And I feel like there's so many artists like that and it kind of just ruins. <clears throat> yeah, it's hard to like get out of that when it becomes your whole like identity to the yeah. world. And I feel like Lil Nas X is starting to fall into that too. Yeah. Because like he's trying to like dig himself out of his hole. He's, he's already being self in Jay Christ. He was already being self referential to call me by your name. And it's like, you're going to put yourself deeper in that hole that you're just describing. Yeah. Like, stop identifying as just that thing. Yeah. Can we talk about Lil Nas X? Because I feel like he's also on the chopping block for like 
his main pop boy status. I didn't think he was on the chopping block, but he put himself on it. He did. And he's just been doing too much with this song. And like, he tried, he was like, I had, I'm going to have the biggest comeback ever since Jay Christ. And then the song debuts at number 69 on the Billboard Hot 100 and then falls off. Are you kidding me? 69? Yeah. It actually, like, that would shake me to my core. Yeah. If I was him, I would actually be, like, very depressed. And then he tried to make a joke and, like, a meme out of it being like, oh, my song debuted at number 69. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah. Did he and I feel like that was his PR way of being like, I don't care. I don't care as long as it reached number 69. I'm happy. Oh, number 69. Yeah, because it's, like, oh, you know, 69. But... Yeah, I feel like he has just tried to do too much like controversy that hasn't that's benefited him before, but he needs to do something completely different. I think he should go more alternative because he's already done like experimentation with alternative and like slower yeah. style of songs on his last album. So I feel like he should definitely just try to switch it up a bit with his sound. And I agree, he can't way. always like chase the press moment, especially because the huge PR moment that was um, Industry Baby and Call Me By Your Name was like, there was actually like a backing of some yeah. like deep societal message. And I think he thinks the gag of giving Satan the lap dance is why that sold. That's not why that sold. It sold because he was a gay man accepting like what people say about gay people that they're going to hell. Like he was making a sort of like satire about that. That's why yeah. it sold, not because it was shocking. So he, he should have honestly went back in his like personal like songwriter bag because I think that's where he connects a lot or just something more like intimate about his life because he does have those good slow songs that are some of my favorites of him of his. At his concert, his demographic when I went was a really interesting crowd. It was yeah. like non-binaries, gays, alternative emo kids. Like there wasn't like any like young girls there. It was a like a lot of queer people. Yeah. Not a lot of like obviously straight guys. But honestly, just I feel like misfits everywhere. Yeah. And I mean it is cool how he does a lot of hip hop as a gay man and I feel like he wants to stay in that genre mm-hmm. um to show that, you know, that gay men can have success in hip hop. Yeah. But I also think that it'd be cool to do to see him do more like experimentation with his with his sound. Yeah, he should try it. There's so much pressure on, like, what move to make next because it's not like you can, like, keep trying. Like, you kind of have yeah. to, like, put all your chips into one thing yeah. and hope it goes good or else we'll now refer to you as a flop for debuting yeah. at number 69. And, like, he's already succeeded in hip-hop, you know? Like, yeah. he's already done what so many people said that he wouldn't be able to do, which is get hits after Old Town Road yeah. in hip-hop. And so I think that's really iconic. Yeah. yeah, I think he'll be an icon forever regardless just because of the huge impact he's already made he might go down the Iggy Azalea route where he's like has a massive moment in hip-hop but hip-hop will only like let you fester in their community for so long yeah so now he has to go and be like relegated to the gays yeah because that's what Iggy does now like she still does hip-hop but it's like for the gays yeah and I I guess like kind of where he has to kind of like Azalea Banks where she everyone knows who she is but now her career is performing at like pride festivals (laughs) and stuff like that literally and that, Iggy's like that's that what too, a lot I guess. Of people's careers are. That's yeah. why you need the gays these days because we're only going to like multiply in numbers more and more and more. Yeah. And gay people like it's like sport for us to stand. Yeah. So if you want to sell, if you want to have stable income, <laughs> you should get gay fans. I feel like a lot of artists are starting to realize that too. Like Sia just put out a song with Kylie Minogue. Oh, Obviously, so. Sia's trying to get the gays to fall yeah. in love with her and fall in love with this song, and. 
she is smart for getting Kylie Minogue as a feature because the gays love Kylie. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people are trying to get Kim too. Kim. Like, oh, you're talking about Kim K. I was like, oh, <laughs> I mean, sure. I would love to, to yeah. get Kim K. They Kim Petrus. Yeah. I love that Kim Like song. Megan Trainer <laughs> getting Kim Petrus on the Made You yes. Look remix. I love the, that remix. The City Girls. Yeah. Got, um, Kim Petrus. One other person did Kim. I, I forgot. But yeah. yeah. That kind of leads me into what I want to talk about next, which is a, which is to continue what we talked about on your last podcast is if there's any artists right now who can become main pop girls, because I feel like Kim is an artist we can talk about. Kim Petras has obviously had a lot of mainstream success with Unholy. And I feel like she's at an interesting spot because she's had this mainstream hit, has a strong fan base, but yeah. will she have a big mainstream moment again and become a main pop girl? Yeah, a main pop girl. She's a pop girl for sure. Yeah. She is cemented. She has her foot deep in, the, in yeah. the door. And there's a lot of people who like are growing in the middle class of pop. The like the, the the middle class in the real world is disappearing, but the middle class in pop is growing. Like yeah. no one's a main pop girl anymore. Everyone's like in the middle. Yeah. There's only there's very few like main pop girls anymore. So I wanted to talk about this in my podcast, but because of scheduling issues, we did not get to the end of the episode. But basically, record labels came out with some sort of report on Complex saying that they are depressed. Mm-hmm. So it said, report, music industry executives are depressed about current state of breaking pop artists. This is a quote from the article. Each person I talk to in the industry is more depressed about this than the person I talked to before them. One executive said, for example, they went so far to estimate that nobody knows how to break music right now. Everyone is lost. Well, industry shifting developments like TikTok virality have indeed resulted in new stars. It's argued that these examples often don't equate to the full scale pop stardom often used as a reference point. Yeah. That's such an interesting article. And honestly, I would be scared too if I was an industry executive right now in this moment because that's their job. For such a long time, an A&R at a record label could scout a talent and do whatever they could to make that talent a star, but they don't have control over that anymore. Like they can uh, they can find their talent through an artist who's blowing up on social media, but social media is the way that the artist is blowing up. You know, the A&R isn't really doing anything to get them to be a star at that point. And then it's, yeah. It's honestly like nightmarish right now because like it's so confusing. Everything is changing so fast. And then TikTok like takes the music off. Yeah. So it's like now what can we do at this point? Being in the music industry would be so hard right now. Yeah. I wonder, speaking of that, I wonder what everyone at UMG is thinking because Sony and Warner labels their music is still up on tiktok available but umg is not currently because they couldn't strike a deal with tiktok and they were um wanting to get tiktok to pay the artists more basically but i think it's interesting that right now there are no umg artists available on tiktok because it's like okay for the up-and-coming artists and newer artists signed to umg how are they going to promote their music because tiktok is the way they do that didn't Conan Gray say something about how this will be super hard and he like wasn't sure how this was going to go? Yeah. Here, let me look. I'm sure I can just type in Conan Gray UMG. But yeah, it would be 
super difficult, especially because, like, imagine if your rollout was about to happen now. Yeah. And now you can't use TikTok, which is how everyone is starting their career. Even Tate McRae, is her music still on? Yeah, because she's with Sony. So, yeah, but imagine if... That's like... Imagine if this happened as Tate McRae was starting her era and releasing Greedy. Greedy would not have been a hit, and she would not have released her album and had this much success. Yeah, that would have been truly life-changing. Yeah. Like, career-altering for the worst way. Absolutely, yeah. Conan Gray... um, I, th- I think so. It says Conan Gray jo- jokingly reacts to music being removed from TikTok. He said, "My career is over for sure. I'm never gonna have a hit song at this rate ever again." Wow. <laughs> at least he's aware. Yeah. <laughs> we, well, yeah. we love self-aware. Yeah. People. But yeah, for artists like him, where you're like well known, but you're not like a main pop girl or a main pop boy, like us. Yeah, like us. <laughs> How are you going to promote your music? Right now. So hopefully they do strike a deal and the UMG artists can get back on TikTok because I feel for them. Like, I mean, Instagram reels for sure, but it's like they definitely need that extra. I'm personally a little bit happy to see TikTok um, like struggle a bit because their ways are just like shady sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, sweat. So I think everyone should go to Instagram. Yeah. I mean, you (laughs) (laughs) Instagram reels. But yeah, UMG has just been trying to get their artists paid. They want more money, which makes sense. And they want to have TikTok have less control over AI, which I mean, makes sense. So I don't know. This is obviously, this is going to hurt TikTok too. Because there's going to be less less people making audios to like Taylor Swift songs, you know, because she's an UMG artist. But I, yeah. I yeah. know Swift Talk is half the platform. Exactly. So there's a lot of issues why there will never be a main pop girl again. As we think before, I prepared like four reasons, five reasons. So we're just going to like run through these five reasons. But the UMG deal is definitely like an even bigger obstacle now. That's For like sure. the sixth obstacle that was just put up. So I think one of the reasons right now, maybe the main one is that it's a like we live in a pluralistic culture now with the rise of social media we're consuming a wider variety of content it's become the main way to become a pop star and everyone can put their hand in the bag um which is amazing for consumers of music because we find all these new girls we i found so many like random artists on tiktok who i only save one of their songs and i never really hear from them again but i love that song Mm -hmm. and i'm so happy i found it on tiktok Um, but i would think it's bad for anyone to trying to achieve superstardom. The barrier to entry is low, which is great, because now these people who have talent but may not have the resources and are just writing songs on their bedroom floor can get in. But for people who, for I guess a record label who wants to make someone a main pop girl, this really sucks for them. Coyla Ray tweeted, the music industry is so oversaturated. Every song is a hit. Everybody it is a star. When everything is viral, then nothing is really viral. Yeah, that's true. Um, attention is divided. In the past, attention was piled on in abundance to a small number of girls or pop boys back in the day. Now there's like 300,000 people releasing music. Um, so people are starting, a lot of people are starting out, but no one is staying and getting attached. And as the decline in mass media continues, the monoculture is like no longer a thing. So, the, and that's yeah. why I think like people are like, it's so easy to become Michael Jackson level famous today because you have social media. I'm like, no social media steals attention. If you only have the radio who's being controlled by 
this corporation, of course, is going to yeah. be one person on it and you're going to know who he is because you'll have no other option. Yeah, because so. at the end of the day, now there are so many artists out there trying to make it on social media. Like, I don't know about you, but on my For You page, every day I come across an artist being like, this is my new song. Let me know what you think. And it's just them teasing it. And there's like sitting in a car. Yeah, and it's, it's just always like, in the car. That's not the way to become a superstar. You need to do something innovative. You need to do something, you know, different than what the rest of the up and coming artists on TikTok are doing. Because at the end of the day, the only way to become a superstar is if you have the fans. Yeah. And you have to stand out. Like you can be a great person and make a great song, but you have to yeah. stand out. You need identity. The same, I, yeah. you know, similar in the sense that like when Gaga was debuting in the early 2010s, she had so much identity with her songs. We knew exactly who she was and what she was going for. And I just feel like we don't have that same sense of just superstardom and main pop girl energy. I agree. And I think there's a lot of girls who we love who can get a really decent group of fans, but not the whole culture and it's blocking them from becoming a household name yeah. as they're trying to roll out music in the past like four or five years I would say examples of girls who I think have fallen victim to they could have been main pop girls if this was 2005 and yeah. we were all just watching the same yeah. station hearing their songs on the radio yeah yeah is Renee Rapp yeah I think she would have been much she's obviously huge and we know her name like we love her but I'm just yeah. saying like it just would have been the whole like all encompassing main yeah. pop girl vibe. I mean, yeah, that's true because she's really big and she has a lot of fans, but she hasn't really had a big hit yet. Yeah, like our and so she's at like an, don't know who. Yeah, she's at an interesting point because it's like she a lot of artists have the hit and don't have the fans. She has the fans and not the big hit yet. Yeah, yeah, that is a, a very interesting yeah. point, and I do wish her her the best. I feel like she can get there, but. I don't know. Her, yeah. her trick is like her next move. I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. I mean, she's doing a great job at getting the fan base to rise. You know, she's, True. she's really good at like posting on social media, getting lesbians obsessed with her. <laughs> lesbians love her. I would say I became a fan of her. Honestly, the week she was in Mean Girls and on SNL, because yeah. I was exposed to like how hilarious she is on the press tour and then how talented she is in the movie and then her solo songs on SNL. Her singing is so good. Yeah. If she has if she has the right song, she could blow up mainstream wise and definitely for, achieve for sure. that. But yeah, who else do you She think? needs to do like a showy, like a vocal gymnastics, like a show off song. Like yeah. she needs to do that but with like a poppy thing. And um Not Your Fault was good. Not my fault was good, but I think she should like kind of go for a more singer vibe. For sure, you think like Adele vibes? No, like a I little would more say pop than Adele. Some, something like "Dangerous Woman" by Ariana Grande. Something. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna try to do that. Yeah, I mean she's she, screaming the chorus. Because if you have like a big power powerhouse voice, use it. Yeah. 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 So I think she could do that. Other people have fallen victim to not being able to achieve mainstream success, even though they probably would have back in the day. Medicine Beer. For sure. Zara. Yeah. Victoria Monet. Especially with this era, a lot of, like, she won Best New Artist, so, like, obviously everyone respects her, but I, a lot of people on TikTok were like, who? Yeah. So, I think she would have, because her songs are the epitome of quality. Like, they're so good. On My Mama is so good. It's so fun to listen to, and the music video is great, and she's dancing, she's yes. serving choreo, all of that. And she's written so many hits. Like, she's written Seven Rings, Thank You, Next. She wrote Reflection by Fifth Harmony. And so... She's, Did she really write Reflection yeah. by Fifth Harmony? Oh, she wrote so a lot funny. of their songs. 
No way. Mm-hmm. Where are you from? Yeah. Must be Isn't that so iconic? Um, that's amazing. But yeah, I, I definitely think that she would have thrived in like the early 2010s. Unstoppable. Yeah. And Zara too. Zara's another example of a big powerhouse singer. Amazing voice, great personality, dances, has everything it takes to be a main pop girl. But she just fell victim to being an artist who had a bunch of hits in like 2017 yeah. that people sort of just forgot about. Yeah, I think she was grasping onto that sort of stardom. But then as the rollouts of all these apps started happening, she yeah. like dissipated. Yeah, that's happened to a lot of artists who debuted in like 2015 to 2017. They were at that point where they were like having a lot of success at first because they would have these radio bops. But yeah. then social media just started rising more and more in popularity. And then they're just like, where do we go from here? Bozzy's an example of that. Oh, yeah. I, I he, he could have been like one of the main pop boys. For sure. Like he had mine. He had Beautiful with Camila. He had like a decent amount of hits at first. But where has he been since then? And I think that's interesting because he in 2019 did an interview and was like, no one listens to Taylor Swift's music anymore. And yeah, he was on Zach saying and was, they were talking about how like no one really um, like buys or listens to Taylor Swift's music anymore. And it was when she had released lover and he was like, I haven't heard that album yet. And so it's strange now to the point where like to think about the point that he's at in his career versus Taylor. (laughs) But yeah. Interesting. Well, he kind of shot himself in the foot there. Yeah. Don't disrespect T Swift like that. Right. And Lover still sold like a million copies. No, literally. So, yeah. Or at least close to it. Um, but yeah, Zara definitely should be a main pop girl. I think that there are a few who have the potential to become a superstar right now. Maybe not like a superstar similar to Ariana, Taylor, Gaga, that level. Mm-hmm. But they have the potential to really blow up. And I think an artist like that is Sabrina Carpenter yeah, and Tate McRae. I think Sabrina Carpenter and Tate McRae are the two artists right now who are doing the best job at getting more and more fans. They're getting just people obsessed with them. Tate is constantly posting on TikTok, Mm -hmm. building her audience on there. She dances in her music videos, works so hard hard to get people attached to her. And Sabrina does the same. She's, opening for Taylor on the Eras tour right now. She's also posting on social media a lot. She is serving looks everywhere she goes. So she's doing a great job at getting people to really talk about her because, um, yeah, I think that like she does that through like fashion too. Like people are obsessed with Sabrina Carpenter's looks and yeah, she's like laying like the groundwork. Yeah, for sure. She's like the, the blueprint at this point for how to get, bigger than you've ever been before Yeah, using TikTok in like a stable way. And it's almost like PR and content overload. Like it's press overload. She's always trying to have a moment. She's going on dates with Barry. She's doing that thing in the Catholic church. Yeah, She's opening for Taylor. Like she's firing on all cylinders at all times. Cause in the social media world, even though you may feel annoying and you may feel like you're posting too much, you have to. Exactly. It and has to be content overload. I think Sabrina's doing it in a smart way because she's becoming mainstream without being a TikTok artist. That is so true. You know, she's obviously had a lot of success on TikTok with Nonsense and Feather, but 
I wouldn't call her someone who blew up on TikTok because she didn't. I mean, she's been famous for a while. She just had a lot of luck when her song started taking off on TikTok, but she's not like desperate for a TikTok hit, it yeah. seems. She's definitely using both forms of old and new yes. culture to achieve success, which is smart because so smart. Well, both still exist, even though one is currently like taking over the other. You just have to play to like the current time. And not only is she doing all these things online, but she's also, you know, doing this the stadium tours and going on Jimmy Fallon. And there's definitely some radio payola that I think is is happening and some Spotify. Payola, absolutely. Yeah. That's not a bad thing. I think it's we like love, a great thing. That's what yeah. everyone would do back <laughs> in the day. So that's a smart Literally. thing. Like, put your songs on radio, put your songs on TikTok, perform them all the time. Um, you, unfortunately, you just have to like work more and more and more. And she's so exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> she must be, though, like going on the Eras tour, probably in the studio all the time. Yeah, she probably is exhausted. But I'm excited for whenever she puts out a new album because I feel like it will perform well like I think she I think emails I can't send is a great example of an album that has had a long-lasting era because the last album pop album that I feel like had a long era was future nostalgia by Dua Lipa Mm -hmm. but Sabrina Carpenter's emails I can't send era has been going on for almost three years (laughs) yeah it really has she put out the lead single skinny dipping in 2021 Wow. And released the album in 2022. And the era is still going on. Feather is on the charts, rising yeah, that's so every week. Wow. So, yeah, it is rising. Yeah. Good for her. So, yeah, in terms of like an era, the other girlies should be paying attention to her. Yeah. It's so scary, though, because like she has proof of the success, but she also has proof of the opposite. Yeah. You know, like it's not like if I was her, she has those prior experiences where it would shake my confidence. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm. I'm interested to see what she does next, but I believe in her. I believe in her so much. And she's obviously like, she's approaching being like household name, I feel. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I think her hand is in everyone's business. So I think she will get there soon. Let's imagine Michael Jackson trying to take off on TikTok today. The moonwalk would be a really good TikTok trend. You know? Yeah, he could definitely be like a TikTok <laughs> artist for sure. But at the same time, I feel like he would be clowned. He mm-hmm. would be on some bad sides of, of TikTok sometimes. Like I just like it would just be so hilarious. Like imagine people like using Michael Jackson audios when he does like the hee hee. Like yeah. people would like clown him. So I feel like he wouldn't take off the same way that he Oh, did. he w- would not have taken off the same way for no. sure. Because yeah, he wouldn't have had so many stands. No. Through TikTok, because they would have just seen his trends online, be like, "Oh, like this is a fun trend to do." Yeah, he would have been the like, like the little not right. <laughs> oh, honestly, <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> Don't make a clip of that. <laughs> Anyone online who's who's watching this, no. Yeah. So the second reason I think is that I feel like we kind of touched on this, but I just wrote down that it's an attention span problem. Um, people who break through, they're not sticking. They come as soon as they leave, as soon as they come. They are mm-hmm. capitalizing on social media clout and buzz, and that's their moment. But it results in a what we're calling the short song epidemic, where people have to rely on shock or a crazy social media marketing buzz instead of authentic work. Um, they're not following up on the next thing. Fans aren't following up on the next thing you do. They're just consuming this small moment that you put out and 
moving on. That's why people don't feel confident putting out a song that's like three or four minutes anymore. They're just trying to have their little cute hit that burns out, then another one that burns out. That's like a dangerous game to play because there's not a lot of longevity in that. But you can sustain if you're lucky enough to have a hit. You know, you could put out an album. No one knows 13 of the other songs, but they all know one song. And I feel like a perfect example of that is Jack Harlow. That's true. Yeah. Has he released an album after Loving On Me? No, right? But I feel like once he does, people are only going to know Loving On Me. Because no one really knew. Yeah, people people didn't really know songs from his last album other than First Class. Yeah, like that that was his problem. It was only first class and the rest of his album got like totally clowned. Yeah, I said it was bad. So maybe that will happen with Loving On Me again. Um, Yeah, that's the hard thing is like becoming an albums artist. It's so easy to be like a songs artist, a viral hits artist, but to be an albums artist where people look forward to streaming your whole entire album. I do feel like Tate McRae has, yeah, Tate McRae McRae has done a great job at becoming an albums artist. And I think she did this through teasing not only her singles on TikTok, but her whole entire rollout was her teasing songs from the album and her making so many different videos for songs like run for the hills and hurt my feelings. Like she really made people obsessed with album tracks from the album before the album came out, which is so genius. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's interesting how she didn't make so much content and still get a big song like Greedy, but make other songs go viral too. Yeah. Like that's very impressive that she could yeah. promote all those songs at once. Yeah, I think her whole rollout was just genius because she used the hype of Greedy to start teasing exes. A big reason exes went viral, I feel like, was because Greedy went so viral and people were obsessed with Greedy, starting to become obsessed with Tate, seeing her music videos, seeing the way she danced in the greedy music video and so they were like oh shit she's releasing another pop banger where she's dancing in the music video i need a stream and so i feel like that was a big reason why the song blew up and that in turn just made her more of an albums artist yeah no i agree and i think the things that people liked about greedy she even turned up a notch in in exes yeah she's like let me dance let me like surf like these britney-esque like vocals in the chorus yeah she is very smart with in real time, like seeing what her followers are saying. Definitely. She knows that people want dancey vibes from her. They want the choreo. She can deliver choreo. She's been dancing forever. Yeah. And, and so, these girls are taking notes from like the songwriting school as well of like maybe like T Swift because they're very like autobiographical, like her songs like run for the hills and like hurt my feelings like yeah you know like she went through something i feel like people like her not only for what she can serve on the stage but how yeah. they make her feel as well as sabrina too i feel like she really took off once we had some plot of her life yeah that people could latch on to i think the whole creative concept of tate's album was really smart too a lot of people might not know why she did a whole hockey themed music video and era but she was dating a hockey player mm who inspired a lot of the songs on the album. She's not dating him anymore, but then like has her whole album being like, she, she wears your number, but I'm, I got what you like, you know, Mm -hmm. having stuff like that. And then the greedy music video being like all hockey. I think that was really cool. Yeah. It it was smart. When I first saw the album cover, I was like, what's on her legs. Yeah. (laughs) But I was like, Oh, okay. And then I think my sister who I don't even know how she like knew that she was like, Oh, I think she dated a a hockey player. Yeah. It's like, Oh, see, she's, Everyone knows. And she just headlined or did like some sort of halftime show. I don't know sports, but it was like the <laughs> NHL. 
something yeah and i feel like that was just iconic because her ex was a hockey player and she's oh, no having way. this huge moment now performing at a hockey game that's so smart yeah oh see iconic yeah they're doing a great job and as, as you can see here as we're having this conversation we're like we're highlighting tate and sabrina as like two people who are carrying the torch of yeah the new main pop girl and i was gonna like go into something else but let's just jump into number three i think the third reason is that it's a talent problem these days the people who are going to the mainstream maybe aren't it's not so based on their talent so mm. before you come for me i it's not about tate and sabrina like they're definitely talented but a lot of these new tiktok artists it's more of a clout thing like it's yeah. people with more clout and less talent yeah that are going into the mainstream we don't need to name names but um theoretically talent would be seen as <laughs> So I, sorry that I'm like all over the place because I did not know we were about to go through this. So I took these notes like two, <laughs> we are. I took these notes like two weeks ago and I'm like, what mm. did I write when I wrote this? So people are like, there's no more talented people in Gen Z. There clearly are. Yeah. Talent would theoretically be seen as a sexy trait passed down to generation um, and yeah. generation. So there's yeah. clearly talented people in Gen Z, but with this given trend of whoever can create the biggest moment in social media, gets to be the next pop star record labels are signing people with more followers and less talent like the Nicki Minaj song when she said I yeah. wish these bitches wanted more talent and less clout yeah consumers are being distracted from the real talent and not investing in the real talent we're not voting with our dollars to put these singers and these dancers up on number one we're giving our very important attention to people who are doing everything they can to keep our attention um Record labels in the past had to bet on people who were super talented because they would have to put them through artist development that would have to put a lot of investment into them before they even put out their first song. Mm -hmm. So clearly you're going to gamble on the most talented person, but who also has the full package. They would have to plan a whole rollout and really just put everything into this person. And now they don't really have to bet on people at all because before someone makes the first song, they're just going to go with, let's say Addison Rae, who is the biggest artist on TikTok yeah. or the biggest girl on TikTok. Bella Porsche they're gonna go with people like that because the investment is just safe it's yeah. a money thing yeah and there's not much planning that needs to happen before rollout anymore like they can plan a lead single they can plan a music video but they can't plan a second single and a third single anymore that's all up to the fans and whatever goes viral but yeah, yeah I think the idea of you talking about how um these people are talented was very interesting because like they are really talented there's a lot of great singers out there, great vocalists on TikTok, but they might not have the full package that people are looking for. They might not have the choreo or have like the songwriting, but they're great singers or they might be a good writer, but not be like a powerhouse singer. So, yeah. And I think what, what you were saying, like they don't really have to plan it out that much. Like they could, they can kind of like just let the fans do that. All of these eras are super short. It's a very quick turnaround too. Um, like eras aren't planned out for two years. They're kind of planned out for like a few months yeah. and then they're forgotten as soon as they come out. And I think examples of people who have gone through this, who maybe use social media to their advantage, but maybe wouldn't have been with here without social media would be Steve Lacey, Young Gravy, Coy Leroy, mm -hmm. Glorilla and, and Gail are all examples of people who I don't know if they're ever going to achieve main pop status because yeah. of their 
the way they got there. And it's sad because they probably are so happy when they see that they have a song going viral and song having a hit. But then the suit, but then the moment that song gets off the radio, gets off today's top hits on Spotify, people are just going to forget about them. And they're yeah. probably like sad now because it's like, will they ever achieve that status? Yeah, I think Saweetie is a good example of that too. I love Saweetie. And it makes I love me her. so ha- it makes me <laughs> really sad that she hasn't had a hit in a while. Because I, I think she's just like she has what it takes. I mean, she makes catchy songs. She's beautiful. She's hilarious too. And she's so funny. Her trying to read the teleprompter. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. I know that's right. <laughs> she botched the whole speech. And I know that's right. <laughs> Like she knows she knew she ate. I ate the sweetie meal every day when, yeah. when it was at McDonald's. Isn't that iconic though? How she had a sweetie meal at McDonald's, <laughs> but isn't like a main rap girl. <laughs> no, everyone probably thought that was just a new like sweet and sour sauce. Yeah, They're like oh that's the the sweetie the, sauce. The sweetie sauce. <laughs> sweetie and sour sauce. <laughs> stream sweetie's music. Yeah, stream sweetie. Like the fuck? come on. Her album sold like two thousand copies though. Literally, we can't be the only ones standing her. We can't be. She, she, <laughs> I don't get why she gets so much hate. She's, she minds her own business. She makes her bops. And then I think the her. real talented people get pushed down. Like, what do you, what do you think about Ray? Cause I, she's seeing success, but like, it's, it's like, you know, she has to keep fighting. Yeah. I think it's interesting cause Ray is an independent artist. Mm. Doesn't have a big label backing her, but has been able to achieve success on TikTok with escapism. And I feel like she, was able to get a smaller fan base through that. And she did a good job at going on tours. Like she was touring with Kali Uchis, went on tour with SZA right after that. She really did the, um, she really, I guess she really used touring as a strategy. I feel like she wanted to get in front of as many people as possible, which I think is really smart and a thing that a lot of people should be doing. Yeah. And I think she, speak adding to the Sabrina conversation, she did the tour too that boosted her, Mm -hmm. her career. Because of the nonsense outro. It was more so Sabrina's tours than it was TikTok. Yeah. That blew her up as a main girly, I feel. Yeah. She, like, used TikTok to blow up her tour. Yeah. So smart. And I feel like... so smart. Yeah. Ray kind of did something similar where she was touring all the time and posting clips of the tour on her social media pages. And people loved that she was doing, like, an orchestral vibe for her shows. And so I think that was really smart of her. I think that she deserves more recognition for sure. Like her not being nominated for best new artist or any of the categories with escapism, even though that was such a big hit and is a great song kind of demonic. I think that's demonic too. Yeah. I think the Grammys are Illuminati driven and demonic. I think she has what it takes to be more of an artist who's really respected amongst people and the industry, but I don't know about mainstream wise. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. No, I agree. I love Ray. Yeah. I have a lot of her like deeper cuts on my phone. I just think she's great. Yeah. I've loved her ever since she was doing like the big like dancey club songs. Yes. Like regardless. Yes. Yeah. I, so lo- good. I love that song. So I think there's kind of been a shift in the culture. I don't know how much time we've left, but number four, I think there was kind of some shift in the culture. Remember when people were turning against celebrities during the pandemic mm. when they put out that very patronizing video of them singing Imagine by John, sorry, by the Beatles. Um, Yeah. They were like, almost like 
exposing themselves as very um, inept and not socially aware. So I feel like there was a shift in the culture of how celebrities had to present themselves. And I felt like being more relatable and organic was in more. Mm-hmm. Whereas we discussed these main pop girls, how like they had like their, 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 their gimmicks and their big moments in the past. Like Kesha would dress like she was going to a rave at all times. Katy Perry was dressing like cotton candy clowns, clouds on her head. Rihanna was being like BDSM and with the red hair. Like everyone was doing this crazy thing. And I feel like that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So remember that photos that was going around on Twitter that was Olivia and Tate sitting at a basketball game and it was viral. And the caption was the new main pop girls just don't hit the same because they were just dressed in jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah. So I feel like I like, I just feel like there's a confusion of what people want because being organic and relatable does sell, but it doesn't necessarily make you like a superstar at the same time. For sure. But I don't think Tate and Olivia and Sabrina should like compromise their, realness for wanting to like infiltrate the household i think back back then when you were talking about like rihanna gaga katie they all were so good at branding and they knew how to just differentiate themselves from each other whereas now it's like that won't work like what you were saying like they can't just decide to you know dress in a certain way they can't put on a wig and that be their identity but yeah yeah because back in the day you only saw what you saw of them in their music videos or in their very planned out meticulous like snippets into their life so they can put on that character for like 10 minutes a day and then take it off and you would never know that kesha isn't actually like that but now we see like every like just a lot of their life so there's no hiding in characters anymore yeah so it'll be interesting because not everyone can be the olivia rodrigo writing the most real songs from my bedroom floor vibe. Yeah. Cause that would just kind of be like, I feel like Sabrina and Tay kind of have like notes of that, but they've had to differentiate themselves at the same time. But I bet they all wish they could just be Olivia who all she really has to serve is the songwriting. That's so true. Mm-hmm. But even like her Grammy look, like I like how simple it was for her because she doesn't have to do anything crazy. People are like, Oh, her look is boring. She doesn't need to do anything like, extraordinary you know she can just put on a dress look cute yeah i don't think boring is a word like simple real yeah simple for sure she can play it safe with the looks and at the end it'll be okay because she already has a really strong fan base yeah it's interesting because in the past like gaga came to the grammys in an egg literally the meat dress Nicki minaj came with a catholic priest yeah the wigs that Nicki would wear the wigs that Katy perry would wear crazy to think because no artist would do that now yeah, and it's like that would actually look like really dumb if they yeah. did. Like that yeah. stuff just doesn't work anymore. So maybe what I'm trying to say is like the formula for Main Pop Girl, the old one doesn't even work anymore, yeah. and no one knows how to exactly do the new one. But it seems like Sabrina, Olivia, and Tate are onto something. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm hopeful. Yeah, that they same. will um, achieve that superstardom. Yeah, I th- I think other girls we should look out for are Tyla. Yes, I love water. Me, me too. Me too. She has a good song called... She won a Grammy for Truth it. Truth or Dare. She did? Yeah, water won a Grammy. <gasps> it was her first award ever. Oh! Imagine your first award being a Grammy. What the fuck? Right? Hey, it's so good, though. It honestly deserves it. And she... She's so cute, too. Just like no, her, her presence. She has the energy. Yes. The stage presence. The visuals. 
she definitely has what it takes. She's like a potential new object of my standum. Yeah. Like I'm very excited to see what she does next. Her song Truth or Dare is good. Yeah. Um, she only has like four songs out, right? Yeah. But those ones are good. I would say Billy's obviously like an example of a newer girl who's going the distance. Dua, as we said, Tate, Sabrina, Olivia, Ice Spice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I guess we will see. Yeah, there's some potential out there, which I'm excited to observe and see if they will achieve the status of being a main pop girl. Um, yeah. yeah. Is there anything else you want to say um, to the stands watching? I wrote, train your fan base to see you as an artist, not an influencer. But I feel like that's what you're talking about. For sure. Sabrina. So do that. Yeah. Do that. Don't just be an (laughs) artist that posts on TikTok and expects to just get a viral hit. Go out of your way and get stands. Do something innovative and creative. Don't do what the other TikTok artists are doing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I feel like we just dove so deep into the main We did a deep fucking die. My head actually kind of hurts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I need a a break after this. We went off the deep end. Yeah. (laughs) I'm off the deep end. Watches. That was good. Thank you. Oh my God. You're going to be the new (laughs) main pop Wait, can I? Can someone like make me an industry plant, please? Oh my God. Ava Max's post today when she said, I'm busy being an industry plant. It's like, go off industry plant. Stan Ava Max. Give her what she... Which she if deserves. I was a, a drag queen, I would my name would be Industry Plant. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. You should do that. First name Industry, last name Plant. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you all so much for tuning into this episode. Really appreciate it. Watch on YouTube, but listen on Spotify, Apple, wherever. Um, <laughs> if you're listening on a platform, make sure to hit follow. Do all of that. Rate it five stars. And, and if you're not listening on a platform, how the hell are you listening? <laughs> <to this>? <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> um, yeah, we love you all. Thank you so much. We love you so much. Thank you for watching. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> Bye.